Hi, this is Batman. I'm Vengeance. And you are now listening to the Kinder Guys podcast. Just kidding, guys. It's me, Zakia, and welcome back to another episode of the Kinder Guys podcast. Please say hi to my wonderful and beautiful co-host, Xanthi Paharilio. Say hi. Hi. Thank you. Love the intro. Hi. Then she was like, hi. <laughs> I was hi. like, hi. <laughs> uh, anyways, so today we're going to be um, interviewing Earl Balin. Um, he is a Filipino actor, improviser, voice artist, writer, and producer. That is a lot of things, guys. Like, wow, that's a lot of achievements. If you can hear him in the latest Tomb Raider video game trilogy, including Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and he currently serves as associate producer and actor on the feature film Lumpia with a Vengeance. I thought we had a really fun discussion with Earl. He chose the movie Beetlejuice, also talked about how he loved horror movies when he was a kid. Like he has like a lot to say about like his work and it was a very amazing conversation that we had with him today, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it right now. You have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> Thinking about... Uh, growing up, I watched so much. I watched so much horror growing up. Um, and, uh, a lot of stuff I should probably not have been watching at the age I was watching it at. Like I was really into, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, that series when I was like eight or nine, Friday the 13th, I watched a lot of that. Ghoulies, dolls, a lot of the kind of low budget stuff that was only released on video. Um, some of the trauma stuff, Toxic Avenger, uh, a little bit of everything. And then um, my uh, my sister has also kind of continued the tradition with her uh, her kids. So my my nephew watches. Um, I forgot what they're called. Horror. A lot of a lot of horror. Wow. Like um, uh, the last one I watched with him was I can't remember what it was called. So it was like Nazi zombies or something like that. <laughs> uh, but he's really into shark he was really into shark movies so the meg was like his favorite thing for the longest time oh that's so cute (laughs) what um memories do you have when you were younger like did you have nightmares or were you loving those horror movies i i love them i had really but i also had really vivid nightmares uh i don't know if i ever (laughs) blamed them on on you know what i watched actually i not so much what what really scared me was uh, my nightmares were very um actually kind of mundane compared to like what i would see in my head my imagination when i was uh when i was you know awake uh i used to think about like monsters standing next to my bed or um because of the exorcist 3 i would always be scared of like religious statues moving as a child so. oh my god um well like me personally, at a young age, I did not like horror. Not mm. like you, I'm sorry, but I did not like horror at no. all. Like, <laughs> I was, I would be scared all the time. Like I would be scared to take a shower because I did not know what would happen if I was in the shower and like you know, like that's like where you're most vulnerable. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. And right. well, I just want to know. So, what is your opinion on like Freddy Krueger? I really enjoyed Freddy Krueger as a child. It's funny because I never really found. um 
the idea or or the movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. I never really found him scary. I thought he was always kind of a cool character. He's such an icon. He's literally a child killer, but kids I love know, him. <laughs> right? Isn't that weird if you, when you think about it? Because you never think about the, uh, at least I didn't as a child, because you think of why he was actually burned alive. And it was because he was a child killer. You always think of the, at least as a kid, I thought of the interesting way he would kill people in their in their dreams. And that's what was what I really had. Um, attached to like the dream warrior stuff and like all that and how he would turn people into pizzas or uh, you know a whole bunch of different stuff I thought that was really cool well I haven't watched Freddy Cougar or Nightmare yeah ever? on Elm Street like ever so I have a neighbor and we would always go trick-or-treating but like he was an older person so mm-hmm. he would always dress up as Freddy Cougar and I was like I would say like eight. And one time we were trick or treating and he was just standing there. And I like cried. I was like screaming. And everybody was staring at me. Like everybody on the block that's like trying to like do trick or treating and trying to get their candy, you know? I was just screaming and crying. And my mom had to take me back home. I could see that. And she stole, like, she told me, like, I can't have any of my candy. And I was crying the whole night. What? That was like my, like, the. Come on. I know. Like, she took away my candy and she got mad at me because I was yelling and screaming because I was so scared of Freddy Cougar. And then. It's because you yeah. made a scene. But like, <laughs> I was so scared and I was like, I don't want to see him. It was literally just standing there, but very embarrassing. I, un- I totally understand because, like, despite everything, uh, despite the fact that you haven't seen the films, just the the kind of design of uh freddy krueger it's 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 visually striking and it's really scary uh, you know if you think about it it's this dude who like is uh has burns all over his body and in his one thing is a uh a knifed glove a bladed glove which is pretty and it's not like pretty or anything it's it, it looks like it's like all grimy and uh, torn and and soiled so it's 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 a pretty striking design i mean yeah, I don't blame you for being scared of that at all. Yeah, and plus I was like eight at the time, so of course I would be like, exactly. like flying <laughs> and screaming, you know? You were just... <laughs> and You you were the one who was, uh, you know, you were well within your rights to be scared. If you weren't scared, then that would be like, that kid's a little messed up. Um, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like young Earl. <laughs> yes, exactly, like young Earl. Who probably want to go try and hug Freddy Krueger? <laughs> oh I wanted God. to dress up. That was my uh, the one my Halloween costume. I wanted to be Freddy Krueger, but like all that stuff is it was really expensive back then. You know, costumes were not at the level that you now that you know. I mean, back then that that they are now. Since we're talking about costumes, like remember where there was like a bunch of like oh Hancock Park. It was Hancock Park. Oh yeah, Hancock Park. Yeah, yeah. a lot of big houses right over by K Town. Have you seen that? Have you seen? I'm I'm wondering. Have you seen that ever before? Like, have you passed by that house? I don't know. It's like there's a bunch of. Um, I think the guy's an artist, and he creates like all these costumes, or he collects all these costumes of different horror films. Oh, I've films. never heard of that. Well, it's like well. That's kind of awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. You should go and check that out sometime when it's Halloween again, maybe this year. But I thought it was like really cool. Yeah, but I was wondering, um, like, have you because I know you're from here, but like, have you visited the Philippines and experienced any like creepy things there at all or? No, uh, it's it's funny, right? I uh, I tell people all the time, like I I've actually I've never been back to the Philippines, but um, I, I know 
all the stories and all the the scary stuff, it all comes from my parents and their stories. Uh, the whole like tabi tabi po and like doing all that stuff when you're in like a graveyard or like um, if there's a giant tree, um, all that stuff came from my, in particular, my mom um, would always warn me of things like that. Is there an example that you remember? I remember the first time I went to a funeral. Uh, that was when the first time I had heard it, like where uh, I was walking through, you know, around the graves and my mom was like, say, excuse me. And I was like, excuse me to who? <laughs> you know, I must have been like 10 or something. And then she's like, the people, you're stepping on them. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't, I, I, you didn't understand it. At least I didn't as a kid. And then, you know, you grow up and you realize that uh, it's just, it's like it's part of the culture. There are spirits everywhere. And then like, you know, they inhabit uh, certain things like I uh, I didn't understand like Anitos or like Duende back then. But uh, I, I do now. And all the things uh, that uh, my mom would tell me uh, made sense after, you know, <laughs> you hear all the stories. So uh, it is kind of interesting um that you know i've never been back to the philippines but i do have uh, a kind of um uh, i have this weird anchor to the mythology from uh back home because of uh uh my parents i'm i'm in the same boat of like growing up in america but like hearing right. from the family there's so many great monsters in the philippines too oh i love it yeah i love it Oh, yeah. And that kind of brings me to like because you were on uh, Trece because uh, mm. which is like for those listening, an amazing graphic novel that became an anime on Netflix. And Earl, you're on the show in the English version. Yes. Yeah. So tell us like the whole story. Uh, I'm very lucky uh, because I met just kind of through the whole podcasting and and uh, very much. Because uh, of your of your cousin uh, Tom, shout out. Um, I met yeah, <laughs> shout out. Woo, woo. Uh, I met uh, Eric Bauza. If uh, y'all don't know who Eric Bauza is, he's a Phil Canadian uh, voice actor. He currently does Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, Mar Marvin the Martian. It's like all those Yosemite Sam. He does uh, all those voices. And I met him on a podcast um, called This Filipino American Life, and we kind of connected there. So when he started working on Trece, he put my name into the pot and uh, or suggested me. And uh, the the voice uh, director knew my name from uh, from Tomb Raider when I worked on that. And uh, yeah, they contacted me. I sent in an audition and they ended up casting me in uh, a couple of the roles. And it, it's funny because I didn't know about the existence of Trece prior to auditioning. But like once. Um, I received like the audition sides and went through it and did all the research. I really, 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 really wanted it. <laughs> because, I mean, it, it was going to be one of the first things, you know, that um, would be reaching a wider audience or geared toward a wider audience um, that was very much based in um, Filipino culture. So um, and uh, to top it all off, it was about, you know, the mythology and the monsters and stuff, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, even prior to um, learning about Trece, I would do a lot of research into the mythology. And uh, I actually even, I used to play a uh, tabletop role-playing game. It's actually called Dresden Files. Um, but I, I had convinced my game master or my DM to let me delve into like Filipi Philippine mythology for like my character. 
I was like this half capre, which is, you know, the giant like kid who uh, who's just finding out about his uh, his his heritage uh, as half capre. <laughs> so it was interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. So is the capre like your favorite one or at least one of your favorites? I think it was one I, I knew because it was one of the first ones also that my mom told me about. I think it was like when, uh, when I was a kid and because I used to go camping a lot. Uh, you know, I was a Boy Scout and uh, she would also whenever she would drop me off or we, I, we, we would be in the forest. She'd be like, oh, do you see that big tree? And then there's, you see how there's all all this fog around it. And she would say, you know, the Capre is smoking a cigar. <laughs> So it was one of the earliest things that I remember. <laughs> I just love that. Oh it's like, um, oh, yeah, it's foggy because somebody's uh, like smoking a cigar. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so. But as a kid, at least I was like, oh, that's cool. As if that's uh, supposed to be creepy, though. I'm Yeah, I'm sure it was supposed to be. It was supposed to creep me out. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I um, came across like the, the hollow Halloween, which is like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is such a clever title um, because Halo uh, Halo is a Filipino dessert with like, how do you describe it? Ice cream, beans, jelly. No, wait, I have a comment on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we have that YouTube channel of Zakia and Tita and we made Halo Halo? Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> that, that just popped up in my brain. I'm sorry. No, that no, it's a it's good promo to when you were six years old. Yeah. I know. You guys should watch that, oh that video, guys. It's That's a very awesome. cute video. Earl, you should also check that out. Not I will, absolutely. Not only to my viewers. But um, yeah, like the the Hollow Halloween special, um, you played like the Filipino Exorcist and oh, yeah. the finger on Danny in The Shining. <laughs> and oh, the, <yeah. laughs> can you like tell us about like those little like skits? Um, so uh, that was all part of like a uh, group I'm with called the Filipino Actors Philippine Ex- Actors Barcada. Uh, and, uh, we started, um, and, uh, a few people started an acting class, uh, Denise Cab- Cabanella, uh, Zedric Restaro, they started an acting class, pulled in like all these actors that he knew just to keep sharp over pandemic, you know? So basically we meet, uh, bi-weekly and do scenes and all that. And, uh, this is actually our second showcase, uh, Hello Halloween. The first one was a night of joy. We were actually, uh, going to put on a, um, an internet reading of the play almost main, but like we didn't get to rights. So we all decided to, um, write, uh, original scenes for each other. And that was the first, uh, the first showcase. And, uh, once Halloween rolled around, uh, we we're like, why don't we do it again? But, um, the theme will be kind of, you know, Halloween, like Filipino versions are like parodies of, um, uh, mainstream movies. So yeah, like you said, we hit the shining, um, I think there was some Midsummer in there, some Exorcist. Um, but yeah, those were all uh, written and produced by like people in the class. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So I, I'm glad you actually got to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh, cool to see like Filipinos, uh, like how supportive uh, we are of like each other in the community and like creating right. work together. Yeah, absolutely. We have such uh, we are lucky to have such a support system because I, I know so many other people who, um, you know, don't have that kind of support, you know, and I can't imagine um, uh, going through this industry without it. It's a it would be so hard. Yeah. And it's like we need to do that, like everyone in general, like it doesn't 
people shouldn't feel like if you get something that kind of like takes away from them, it should be like, we're all in this together in the same table, you know? Exactly. A hundred percent. You know, I've never understood the, um, getting jealous of people's like, uh, wins. Cause I mean, that's not, like you said, it's not detracting from you. Um, if they, if y'all both went out for the same part, but they got it, well, you know, well, maybe it was their, it's their time and yours will be, be later. Just keep on, keep on working, you know? Yeah. Amen. I have a question. Is it really frustrating or like awkward to do auditions? Like, I'm just curious. Cause I've, I don't think, well, I've done an audition before, but it was like not a big thing, like a, not a big deal. It's more of like when you first started out, would you be very nervous in a way or what would? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I still remember my first, uh, like commercial audition and, um, it was, uh, it was probably the first like professional audition I did in, in Hollywood. And it, uh, I remember being very, very, very nervous. I, it was, it was apparently very like, uh, apparent to, because I remember the casting assistant, you know, who was manning the camera at the time. He kind of looked at me and he goes, is this your first one? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, man. <laughs> you got to help me out. And he's like, it's all right. Just calm down. I'll walk you through it. It's, it's not a big deal. And, uh, you know, uh, gosh, how long ago was that? It must have been um, 15, 16 years ago or so. And I, I'm not saying that it, it it's like it's easier now or like that I don't get nervous or that it doesn't matter as much. But it is definitely um, you learn to because I, I think what that attitude comes from, like the, the being nervous and all that, it kind of comes from. um this attitude or this feeling that, uh, this is my big break. You know, this is one that's going to make or break me when it, it really isn't. Uh, it could be, who knows? It could be your big thing, but it might not as well. You'd never know. That's the thing about the industry. You just never know. Um, your life can switch on a dime, um, and, uh, or turn on a dime and, um, it could be one thing. It could be another, or you could do this huge thing and it will go nowhere. So, might as well just enjoy the ride and uh, enjoy the process of creation, which is um, kind of uh, the attitude I'm taking these days. You know, enjoy the audition. It's a chance to play. That's a very good advice. Thank oh, you thank for you. that. <laughs> I'm um, curious. What was your audition? Your the, You said you did an audition. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like a play for my school. It's like right. it's, just a, it's a star program. So it was elementary school and you just had to kind of try out. To be like one of the roles, and I kind of like did not really work well. I I got casted the mother in Wizard of Oz or something. Wait, what? it was like an old lady or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but I was an old lady, and I remember we got pizza afterwards. So I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I'm just like, as long as I get the role, I get pizza after it, and as long as I'm having fun. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the important part. So I just wanted to like let everyone that's listening to know, like take risks because the more you take risks, the more your, your comfort bubble will expand. I hope I'm making sense. I really do. No, I, you, you absolutely are. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you get pizza in the end, which is like, you know, that's the important exactly. part. Exactly. Yeah. That's very important. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up earlier, but um, mm -hmm. about your PC setup. And I know you do Twitch. Right. So what are some good horror games that you would recommend for Ooh. people to play? I actually don't I play, play... Oh, oh really? yeah. What do, you, what, what do you play? Well, I just play Valorant, but that's about it. Mm, it's like, got it, got it. Yeah. 
I kind of play Valor. It's all right. It's it's I I I don't even try to play Valorant because like um my my fast reaction Twitch skills they're not the greatest. I play slower game. I play Overwatch. I play Destiny Two, World of Warcraft, Lost Ark, Mm. that all that stuff. Um, I uh, in terms of like horror games, I actually wanted to play a ton, but I do follow a few horror streamers. Um, I was actually, well, I guess for a little bit, I was playing, uh, this game called, um, Phasmophobia, if you've heard of that. It's a team-based, um, ghost hunting game. And that was a lot of fun. So, uh, it's usually, it's a four stack. You go into a a house and you try to find, uh, signs of a haunting. And, uh, through the signs of the haunting, you, uh, try to determine what kind of ghost is it. If it's a poltergeist or a yure or a, uh, I forgot the other types. Uh, if it's a demon or, uh, you know, a bunch of different things. I played that for a while and, and then I kind of just stopped because I, you know, I started playing other things, but it's right. it's still uh, pretty popular. I mean, but there's a That's bunch cool. of horror games, Resident yeah. Evil um, uh, on the, uh, until dawn. Um, Alan Wake, I would call a horror, horror game um, fear. I actually did play a little bit of fear. Doom, I would say that's a horror game too. A bunch, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I should definitely check that one out that you're talking about. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, you should. It's it's a really uh, it gets really scary. I mean, it's already scary with four people, but like people get brave. Like I <laughs> towards the end, I was getting brave. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go in by myself. And uh, <laughs> you get scared. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's when it gets really scary. Can now I, the thing about it, too, is that phasmophobia has um, VR capabilities. So if you have a VR oh. setup, like an Oculus or like, a, you know, Vive yeah, or no, something. Thank you. I yeah. saw that. Um, did, did you see that video that um, came out like years ago with uh, somebody playing Insidious VR? No. I, it's terrifying just even watching it. And the guy freaks out. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. So the, um, you chose the movie Beetlejuice. So, yeah. Tell us like what um, made you choose that? I think it's one of the for me, it's one of the first like uh kind of family or teen friendly um, horror movies that I can remember watching. Um, And I do remember liking it a lot as a kid because um, the actor who plays Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton goes on to be Batman later in uh, 1989, (laughs) 1989 Batman. So about Batman. Oh my God. Did you watch the new Batman movie? I'm watching it tomorrow. So Oh my gosh, oh my god! I love Robert Pattinson. He's so good. I also like I I quite enjoy Robert Pattinson. Like I know a lot of people. He's don't. such a great actor, and he's, he's great. so cute. Uh yes. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're like debating if you should agree with that or not. Like, I yeah, I sure, think he's I, cute. I, I, well, I don't know. I uh, but I saw I I've watched him in other things besides the Twilight series, um, like Water for Elephants. He was great in that, and um, uh, Lighthouse with uh, um, that was a great movie. I enjoyed that quite a bit. So I've seen cl- clips of Lighthouse, but I think I'm not allowed to watch that yet. Like I'm not. Oh yeah, you probably should not. Appropriate <laughs> you probably should not. I wouldn't yet. know everything, guys. I'm like I'm very mature for my age. Come on now. I can tell. <laughs> Okay, first, we're not going to talk about Twilight in this episode because we're trying to switch it up a little. 
apparently, because my aunt, Tita Senko was literally like, okay, so I've had a notice, like, I've noticed that we're repeating the same patterns of talking about Twilight and Robert Pattinson <laughs> in every episode. And I'm like, this is literally the only thing I love. Please let me say this. Like, everything That's is connected hilarious. to Twilight. Clearly. But it's so funny because it's like becoming the Twilight slash Robert Pattinson podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, whoever's uh, listening to this, please, like, send this to Robert Pattinson right now because I really want to talk to him. Like, let's interview him, please. You just like, put it out on Twitter. See if he'll, uh, if he'll do the interview. It'd be great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Oh, my gosh. Let's get people to retweet it. But uh, speaking of Batman leading to Michael Keaton. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I What I really liked about uh, Beetlejuice as a kid was uh, the, the special effects. So there's a lot of and I, I just uh, did a rewatch uh, recently just to refresh my memory. And there's so much practical, like practical makeup effects everywhere. And they're 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 so good. Um, and all the stuff that isn't like, um, makeup effects there, it's stop motion. You know, I really think they pulled off a lot of really cool stuff in Beetlejuice before, you know, CG was a thing. It's a, it's kind of a fantastic story. I, I always forget that Beetlejuice actually doesn't show up until like almost halfway through the the movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I was a fan of that. And then I, I even was a fan of the, uh, the animated series that came out afterwards. So I was just all into like ghouls and ghosts and all that as a kid. Personally, I believe that it was very creepy because you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not used to like watching horror films that are like from the 1980s or like from back then, you know? It's way different from like modern, like present day horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, like ha- the haunting of Bly Manor. Like that's not really a horror, but it's like I'll just con- like have it's that as very, an example. It's got uh, it's, very strong horror elements. Haunting of Bly yeah. Manor, that in uh, Hill House, yeah. That's way different than Beetlejuice because of like the fil- I don't know how to ex- describe it, but like the filter of the movie in Beetlejuice compared to like present day, like the camera how everything works, like the lighting, how the environment looks like. It's just like you can see how horror films have changed or just films in general has changed until now, you know? And I thought they the really whole have, movie... Yeah. yeah, and I, I really liked Winona... Win, how do you say her name? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's like... Like, she's an amazing actress and, like, she's really good in Stranger Things also but oh yeah she's um, great (laughs) yeah i was actually kind of surprised that i saw her there because i did not know she was like one of the characters um Mm -hmm. i didn't do my research before watching the movie but like i thought the movie was great i like it was just a really good movie overall it wasn't that scary as i thought it would be but i feel like beetlejuice is a pedophile (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about those themes i totally forgot about that like it's very weird. Like, yeah. That, at that point, I was just like, what the... F- like, how old is okay. Lydia at that point, right? I think she's, like... She's in high 17? school now. She's, yeah, probably, like, 17. But I did read she was actually supposed to be younger in an earlier script. So that's why oh, they made her older. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... So I was like, what in the world? Like, this man is trying to force her to ma- like to marry each other? Like, no, what? right? They they weren't as uh, what is going through his head like yeah I don't even know 
<laughs> they they were not as sensitive to that stuff in in the eighties because I, I can think of so many like stories like uh, or, or you know movies where that was just kind of a thing that was accepted. Oh yeah, you know uh, it's weird, but I mean yeah, I, I totally agree. Watching it now, I was like, oh wow, I'm so glad they didn't carry this further. But they are. Um, I read they just announced that part two is finally coming out soon or they're really? developing it really yeah it's gonna have uh michael keaton and winona Ryder again but oh, that's about oh. all that's been said that's kind of the core of the story so i can i can see that that makes sense but that's that's kind of interesting it's it's definitely uh it's it's been a michael keaton renaissance uh of sorts lately we're seeing a lot of him ever since birdman birdman big short yeah, yeah a lot of stuff uh spider-man yeah i mean he's great I'm like happy yeah. to see it. Same. I agree. I remember seeing Beetlejuice when I was a kid and I also loved the animated series and having rewatched it like this time around for this, I just realized like how dark a lot of Tim Burton stuff is like severely dark. Like it's always about suicide and yeah, like even in night <laughs> or love. Yeah. Or like, what is that one movie called? It's like, um, the corpse, right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. Not, like one of, my, one, one of my favorite movies. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. like that's really like I I always rewatch it and I don't really realize how dark it is because it's like it revolves around love in like a twisted way. So yeah, that's like I just noticed that. I too. think he does it so effectively though because um it's it's like not too heavy handed and I think it's because of the humor too because right. like the receptionist in the film is like oh you know it lifts her wrists up. And it's funny, <laughs> yeah, but at the know, same time, <laughs> I'm just la I'm laughing at somebody who slit their wrists. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, even that that moment with Winona Ryder when she's writing her goodbye letter know, to right? commit suicide. And <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't remember thinking much of this when I was a kid. Getting to you like you're finally understanding what's going on. <laughs> like, oh, D or did you like when you were watching it? Yeah, I yeah, I yeah, I know. I know. yeah. Come on now. Of course Come I would pick up on those things. <laughs> <laughs> like as far as the afterlife world, I'm curious, Earl, like what would you think the afterlife would be like or want to see it be like? Oh, that's a good question. Uh I was actually thinking about that a lot while watching the movie cuz it's such an interesting take on the afterlife, right? Cuz there's not only um kind of that lobby that we see uh, and we see the administration and the red tape, the bureaucracy of the afterlife. But there's also, um, uh, you know, basically like actual hell, like the, the sandworm place. Uh, I forgot if they if they gave it a name, uh, but uh, nether something. I can't remember. But um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I would like the afterworld, the afterlife to be like. We've, we've had like plenty of examples um, over the years. I I have one that's kind of stuck in my head, and uh, it's because I've been, I've been playing this game, or I was playing quite a bit of this game, uh, Hades. I don't know if you've heard of that one uh, or have played that one, uh, but it's it's basically it tells us the story of uh, the god of the underworld's son. So you know the god of the underworld, and at least in Greek mythology, is Hades, and his son Zagreus uh, is in. It's it's all about his quest to escape the underworld. 
So I, I'm a kind of uh, I, I've kind of been drawn to that kind of uh, idea for the longest time, like tears of of the afterlife. And depending on uh, what you did in life, you either get punished one way or you receive a reward one way. I think it's an interesting uh, thing to 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 think about, like the afterlife basically being just like this, except you don't die. Wait, so it's kind of like, I don't know if you watch the show. It's called The Good Place. Yes. It's kind of similar to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is that what you're trying to... Po- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Shout out to Mitch Narita. What's up? Good Place. Woo, donkey dog. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of like that. Depending on like what you did in life, you get a different version of the afterlife uh, that's commensurate with uh, your deeds in, uh, in in the real world. world. Yeah, so kind of like customized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'd be nice. It could be good or bad. Wait, what if that's actually real, though? But uh, oh, yeah, Zakia, you were mentioning that you wanted to talk about like how you viewed Beetlejuice, the character itself. The way that he talks, the way that he acts is very. It pulls people in, but it, at the same time, it like. I don't know why it's just comforting. It's like it's weird. I don't know. Oh, you find his voice comforting? No, how he acts like it's weird. I don't know. I just feel like you can trust him. But then, like, he does something and then messes up, but then you trust him again. Like, you know, he'll, like, do something. I don't know. It's hard to explain. He's a very interesting character. I almost feel like, um, I I get what you're saying. And I almost feel like that, uh, at least uh, with regards to, like, modern modern writing, modern film, like, uh, it almost feels like Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice is kind of like a prototype of many other characters that we can think of today, right? He, you, you definitely see shades of like Mark Hamill's Joker there, or um, oh yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, I, I can't, I'm kind of blanking, but like there are definitely um, other characters. Um, the kind of manic, like a uh, um, hundred miles an hour, like thoughts just come and they go as soon as they do. That kind of thing. Even if you think about like the modern iterations of the Doctor from Doctor Who, it's kind of like that feeling, the frenetic like. Oh, there's all, all, look at all the stuff I can do. Look at all this. Look at this. I love this mouse. Mouse, mice, mice are great. You know what a mouse can do? You know, that kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. He has a very close connection to like clowns because mm, I feel yeah. like you can, like, like what I said, like you can trust them, but you don't know if it's like really scary or not. Like for me, like clowns, I view them as scary. Beetlejuice, I view them as scary too, but I feel like there's some sort of comfort in that way mm-hmm. because of, I don't know, it's hard to explain very well. Like the Joker, for example, you know, like what right. you said. But yeah, that's about, mm, that's all I feel about him. He's, he's an, he played an American, a, a very good character, I think. And the, he portrayed like the character really well. In the, in the end, I think uh, we have a tendency to identify with the with Beetlejuice because he's funny, you know, that like totally it, it breaks down uh, barriers. It, you know, everybody puts their their lets their guard down around him and then he gets screwed. So. Yeah, I was going to say he seems like one of your like best friends. That's kind of like weird. Right. And yeah, totally. uh, <laughs> Because isn't in the animated series, he's like buddies with Lydia. Yeah, he's like straight up buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. I kind of want to watch that now. I haven't seen it so long, but it was definitely on the 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 daily viewing whenever it was airing back then, because we can stream anything. I I know right? the old days. You had to sit in front of a TV at a pre-appointed time. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yeah, oh, miss them, miss them. Thinking about like uh, Barbara and Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, the couple in the film, like they're trying to like figure out how to get them out of the Dietz's out of their house. And right. I'm curious, like if you were a ghost, like how would you want to haunt someone out of their house, uh, out of your house? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I would. Uh, so first I would do a little bit of recon, right? Um <laughs> I would, oh my I would definitely listen to like, because at some point they're going to have some conversations about the things they fear most, right? Or something like that. And whatever they say, or you can kind of, uh, even just observing them through like daily life, you can figure out what people are scared of. And uh, I would find out uh, whatever they, um, they're most afraid of and try to manifest that. I think it's just like if they're scared of spiders or they're scared of... Uh, uh, a certain movie that just really freaks them out or uh, a, like a thought or an idea. If they're like thalassophobes or scared of like the darkness of the ocean or something, you know, I, I would definitely cater um, the scares to whoever I'm trying to uh, to scare. Well, that's really smart, actually. Like you took it like a business <laughs> I know. I felt like you already knew your answer beforehand. Like you're just like, okay, this is my time to shine. Come on. I'm, that makes me wonder. Like, have you had any supernatural experiences, or like had hauntings? Despite um, the amount of horror movies I watched as a child, like I actually haven't had too many uh, experiences. Not like not like your cousin. You know, he's had a few. Uh, but all the ones that I have had. Uh, have been attached to Ouija boards. <gasps> Wait, okay. Oh. Like, tell us, tell us in a Ouija board story, the worst one, like scariest one. Uh, I don't even know if it's okay. So I think the first time I ever tried a Ouija board, it was like my first year in college at Irvine, and it was Halloween night. <gasps> uh, a bunch of Irvine? us in our dorm. I did. Yeah, I went to Irvine. Oh my. Um, That's but cool. It's a chill, a chill school. I, I don't know what it's like now. It's probably like super cool now, but <laughs> none of us were cool back in the day. <laughs> um, but uh, a bunch of uh, people in my freshman dorm, we were all trying to figure out what to do uh, for Halloween night. And for some reason, we're like, hey, let's mess with the Ouija board. So uh, we did. And we tried for two or three hours. Nothing happened. And um uh, but but throughout that entire night, I hadn't I personally had not touched the board because I was a little freaked out by it. And then um, I was like, all right, let me try it. And as soon as I touched that thing, <laughs> like things went off, <laughs> like it started actually, at least to my <laughs> perception, started moving. We ended up uh, contact contacting ghosts that, uh, you know, our spirit that lived in the area in the 1800s that was not. um was not uh literate in english so <laughs> wait what it, yeah 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 so we would try to ask it things and it couldn't it was like it spelled it wasn't spelling in you know english it was like uh at least to us they weren't words that we, any of us recognized but it would very clearly answer yes or no questions like without and we even tested it at least we were sitting there like hey you know shut up you're you're moving at all the like, i'm not moving it and we each turn, took turns like uh, on the with our hands on the planchette by ourselves. And it was still moving like it was just me on the planchette and it was moving. I was freaked out. Uh, but uh, anyway, we uh, we didn't learn too much, but there was somebody that lived in uh, the area around Irvine 
in the 1800s uh died on that land and uh, by the time we had figured all that out everybody was like proper freaked out we, uh, luckily we were able to you know say goodbye and there were no incidents but i had never felt anything like that like not being in control of like my own movement it was uh yeah it was it was pretty freaky and after that i remember i went to a friend's uh, room after the after that and i told her what happened and she was like I don't think I can even look at you right now because she had like bad experiences also with Ouija board back in the day. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to my room then. Whoa, that's terrifying. I'm scared. Yeah, um, that's why I don't know. I don't I don't know if I believe in the Ouija boards, but it's the situation of like, I don't want to also just try it and something happens. Right, exactly. I don't, we did an episode of um, Sam and Colby, right? Did Senka? And like he, they do a lot of the Ouija board stuff, Ouija board stuff, and it creeps me out. Like he, even hearing you say that story, it creeps me out. It's pretty creepy. I'm scared. <laughs> like that's not my. I've I've touched a Ouija I don't like board. That. <laughs> I know. I've touched a Ouija board all of once ever, and I had the same experience. So, I mean, what all of once an additional time? You know, I I, I touched a Ouija board once. Uh, you know, almost twenty years later. Um. This was like a year ago, and uh, it wasn't even a real Ouija board. It was like an improvised one, like, and I still had the same experience. So I'm not messing with it. <laughs> I don't think you really want to like mess with like the spirits though, because that can like set off a lot of bad things to happen. It can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... you just don't know. Is <laughs> the thing. I mean, right? I would rather not, but I mean, exactly. You do you. I, I, it's funny because, you know, I'm a, I, I consider myself uh, a man of science, a scientist. I'm, you know, I went to Irvine for biology, but, um, like there's still, there's still that part of me that can't 100% account for like what happened. So, you know, I'm just like, uh, I'd rather not find out. Like you said, safer not to investigate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't stop me from wanting to go ghost hunting, you know? So, uh, this is my last question, by the way. Okay, so what advice would you give kids like me who want to become an actor or voice actor just like you? Um, You know, I think that if it's something that you're... Even if it's something that you're not 100% serious about or something you just want to try or dip your toe into, it, the, the best thing is really just to start doing it. Um, and that doesn't mean going out and auditioning right from uh, the start. But like if you have um, the ability to uh, like either take classes um, and when I say tech classes, don't just take a uh, voice acting classes, take like an acting class because it'll be super valuable to even if you like whatever branch of acting you go into, if you do theater, if you do uh, film or TV, if you do voice um, just taking a basic acting class is going to help you immensely just learn how to like use your voice and your body and all that stuff. So take an acting class. Uh, also try to just become knowledgeable about, um, what, uh, the industry is like, you know, who, who are the big players in, in, in the industry? Um, who's been a, uh, around for a long time? Who, uh, who casts? Well, uh, that's kind of hard to find out. Like who casts what? I mean, if you have IMDb Pro, you can find out, or you can ask somebody. But like, who works on what, and um, what is what are their stories? You know, how did they get into voice acting? Because uh, the thing about, I would say, all of the jobs in the industry or industry or all the professions in the industry, there's not there's not like one clear path. 
you kind of just have to um, you have to talk to everybody and see what their path was. And maybe that path or something like it will work for you. But in the end, uh, my take home from that, it really is uh, just start, maybe find scripts um, or uh, try to emulate, uh, try to because uh, scripts are available anywhere online and uh, try to learn how to emote with your voice uh, or, you know, how to put emotions, how to uh, uh, be in touch with um, emoting, really, because people with other people's words, because that's, you know, that honestly is, is kind of a skill. But um, yeah, just do it. Just start at whatever level. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle. (laughs) And okay, this is my last, last question. Yeah, no problem. Do you have any to plug when and like where can people find you on social media? Like do you have anything? Things to plug. Let's see. Um, When are you posting this? You know what? My dad literally told me like the release date of like the episodes and like when you're going to release the episodes. And I was like, D- what? Like I wasn't, I'm a part of this, this podcast. I don't even know when you're going to release the episodes. And he literally tells me, he tells me, oh, oh my gosh, you're releasing your new episode th- this like Friday or something. And I'm like, huh? Hey, wait. I'm not aware of this. Excuse me. No, I have a rebuttal because remember I sent you the photo and it had the date on there. It said, I said, it is did? Yeah. <laughs> All I saw was a photo. I did not That's pay attention hilarious. to the details. You have to look at what's written on the photo. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's my fault. I guess it's my fault. Okay, well, anyways. That's hilarious. I was actually really hurt at that time. I was like, she didn't tell me? Wow. Why would I do that to you? <laughs> Thanks for the confidence. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So do you have anything to plug and your, where can people find you on social media? What can I talk about? Uh, so uh, I'm uh, an associate producer on um, and an actor in a film called Lumpia with a Vengeance. Uh, by the time y'all have heard this, uh, it will have made a premiere at WonderCon, uh, which will be the will have been the weekend of April 1st. So um, that's not all. Uh, in addition to uh, the the movie, we do have comics. So we have a company. Um, uh, we have comics that uh, tell stories about the movie, and uh, we're also releasing our first uh, spinoff uh, of one of the characters in the movie called Gemini. So that should be out by the time uh, you all have listened to this. Uh, you can find me anywhere and everywhere online at Early Be Good uh on twitch on twitter on uh instagram everywhere at early be good that's e-a-r-l-y uh b-g-o-o-d-e at the end like like johnny be good so early be good thank you so much yeah We're thank so you grateful to have you on the podcast no it problem means a lot to us no problem thank i'm glad you. i could thank you for having me i'm glad i could uh talk horror I never talk horror, so. Hi, Dad. Guess what? We're interviewing a Earl. a Filipino artist. <laughs> He's very cool, and his PC setup is very interesting. It's better than ours. <laughs> Stop! He's doing this weird thing with the door. I'm scared. Guys, send help. Okay. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Um, please subscribe to this podcast and add us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. 
you all all you have to do is search up Kindergeist Podcast. And remember, you are loved, you're a baddie, and remember to always live on the fright side. Bye. Bye.